0: Hey, y'all. Hey, it's just me today. We're halfway through the year. I can't even believe it for real. Time has really flown. Anyway, if you've been listening since the beginning, you know that my very first episode was about goals, right? So today I'm checking in to see my progress and also to remind you to do your own mid-year check. So remember that when setting goals, they should be SMART, S-M-A-R-T. Not that y'all don't know how to spell it, but I'm just giving you because they're abbreviations, but goals. Anyway, they should be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. Doing a mid-year check is important so that you can check in with yourself and see where you're at. Are you on track with meeting your goals? Is there something you might need to tweak or refocus on? Obviously, a lot can change from the time you initially set your goals to now. So in my first episode, I mentioned wanting to start a podcast as one of my goals. And I'm happy to say, yep, 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 that not only am I achieving that goal, I have actually stuck with it. So I'm proud of myself for that. Uh, During that time, I have received a lot of help and support, as well as great feedback from people. So thank you. It really inspires me to keep going. So check, check, check. I'm on track there. And then another goal on my list was to read at least four books this year. I made that goal because I love to read. And obviously with having Gigi and all of that and just life and other stuff, I wasn't really making time for it. So if you've been following the podcast, you should know that I have completed my goal and then some. I think I am... Let me see. I've read about five books now, about to get onto my sixth book. So I am also proud of myself there. Woohoo! And then another goal that I'm still working on is better money management. We can always do better with our money. At least I know I can. Let me speak for myself. And I hope that today's guest will help to put me on the right track. And so that's where I'm at with my goals. And I just want to do a quick check in. So everyone could kind of, you know, if you, if you forgot about your goals or if you haven't made them, it's not too late. But overall, where are you with your goals? Remember to be intentional about your goals and why you set the goal in the first place, right? Reflect on where you're at currently and then revisit and then edit as needed. And if you find that you might be a little off or nowhere near then you might need to reset. And that's all right too. You totally can do that. Um, so these are just things to think about as you continue to go through the rest of the year and just remind yourself that you got this. Because you do. I mean, yeah, I'm 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 still a work in progress, but you know, we're all works in progress, and as long as you just keep pushing and doing what you need to, it'll all happen. So I have today with me Alex from the Financial Flex podcast. You know, I already mentioned earlier on that I need help getting myself on track with my finances, and I'm sure that Alex is coming with her own experiences and her world of resources and knowledge on how she overcame debt, and so we're going to go ahead and and chop it up a little bit with Alex and pick Alex's brain <laughs> and <laughs> and... <laughs> see what her story is, and see what what information, great information she has for us. So, hi, Alex. Welcome to She Tells. Hi. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm great. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited as well. So, thank you so, so much. So, let me start by asking you, what's your story? Like, How did you get interested in creating a financial podcast? What actually inspired you?
1: Yeah. So, um to tell you that story, I have to go back to 2016. I had just graduated college um, and I've moved down to Georgia uh, just to find a full-time job. Um, just, yeah. And so I graduated college and I had to start paying my my student loans like six months after graduation. And I saw how much I like owed and I saw how much I needed to pay each month. And I was mm-hmm. literally like, I cannot Pay this like there's no way. (laughs) At the time, I was working um, as a sales associate at BB's, which is like a retail store. Uh Um, And I was also like serving on the side, so like my paychecks were literally like from BB like two hundred dollars like every two weeks. I was living with my mom, so I was just like something's got to give. Like I cannot keep living like this. Um, So one summer night, I was at my he's now my husband, About the time my boyfriend, oh, no. I was at his house and his dad, I was like, I think talking about it with his dad and his dad was like, well, you know, it's possible to pay off your debt in like two years. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, do you have a budget? And I was like, no. So he sat me down, he helped me create my first budget. And then we, he helped me create a plan to where I could get out of debt in two years. But as we all know, like plans change, like yeah. nothing ever happens as it's, you know, as you plan it. Right. Um. So it took me about like four years to get out of debt instead of two. But what really inspired me to start the podcast was um, I'm an open book. And I was like, I feel like if I'm going through this, there are people out there who are going through the same things mm-hmm. and money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i'm like money is so taboo i feel like we all talk about like anything and everything but when it comes to like money we're so scared too so i was like you know what i'm just gonna share my journey and at the time i was also trying to break into radio but i was not getting anywhere with that so i was like i'm gonna create my own opportunity and so i was like you know what i'm gonna talk about my journey to getting to becoming debt free with the podcast and then that's how financial Flex was born <laughs> wow
0: and you know what i listen kudos to you because to be quite honest i graduated i won't even say but it was a very long time ago much longer than your than when you graduated and i am still in the hole so i i mean yeah so that's great that you were able to pay off your debt and get all of that taken care of in four years Whew. i wish but maybe if I, I i would love to hear how you did that because you know, maybe with with whatever you did, I can kind of adapt to my own life. And I think for me, I just need to scale back to be going on this with you. But so tell us, how did you actually eventually come out of that? Like, what, what was your plan? You created the budget and what, like, pretty much like what did it entail, like for you to really be able to get yourself out of debt? And not only that, and oh, and if you don't mind me asking, how, where did we start? How how much was your debt at the beginning, and where is it today?
1: Yeah, so I graduated college with about fifty thousand dollars in student loan debt, mm-hmm. and then um, when I got married, kind of married my husband's student loan debt. And he had when we got married, he had like ten thousand. So all together is about sixty thousand for mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a bit with us combined. Yeah, um, so that's so that's how much we started with. Um, we paid it off like our entire balance uh, last October. So it's been about like seven months since we paid off the entire balance. Wow. Um, wow. And I'll, I'll start with kind of recognizing like my privileges, because I know that there are some things that I was able to do that like some people may not be able to do or, or, yeah. So one, I do want to recognize that in 2020, we made the decision to break our lease and move in with his parents. So mm-hmm. right now I'm staying at my in-laws. Um, and we were able to drastically like cut our expenses. So that was one way that we were able to, um, put a lot towards the debt. And honestly, it was probably like the biggest way we were able to pay off, um, all of our debt because in that year alone, I want to say we paid off close to, almost $30,000 in that year, wow. we were just chucking yeah. like so much money. Yeah, towards it. Um, so that was one way. Another thing too, was I was very, I adhered to my budget, I was so strict with myself. So I was every like once a week, I was checking in. Um, when I got my paycheck, I would always pay my bills first, and then pay my student loans second. So at the time, I was putting like $1,100 a month away. Uh So every time I got paid, I would just take a portion from my paycheck and immediately put that to the loans. And then I would make do with whatever was left in my bank account. And sometimes that got me in trouble because sometimes because I was so like, motivated to get rid of the debt, I would put more than I actually should have. And so it would be close to, you know, I'd have maybe five days left to payday. And I'm like, crap, like <laughs> I only have like a hundred bucks or like I only have like 60 bucks in my account. Like I probably shouldn't have made like an extra payment. Like what yeah. am I going to do? um So that was another thing. And then also another like thing is that like, I didn't do this by myself. I did have help with like, my husband. So it was like a good, a, a double income, yeah. but I will be transparent in saying that Um, at the time when we were paying off debt, like collectively, our income was about, I want to say maybe like 60,000. So like what we were bringing home together was like what some, like what one person makes, you know, in a year. So, um, but just having like another, uh, income helped. And oh, during the pandemic, I did shipped a lot. So I shipped, I resold stuff on like, um, like resale sites like Mercari, Poshmark. Um, I was able to, I think, put like three or $4,000 away towards
0: debt doing that. So those are just some ways. Wow. No, those, that is really impressive. See what I'm hearing from you is discipline. I don't, ten, I don't have that because I've done, I mean, I have done like, uh, I I've done Instacart before I've used Mercari and Poshmark and things like that. and I've sold stuff and, and that money probably went to like, Shopping or something. So (laughs) when it probably could have gone to student debt. So I, you know what? Maybe it's, it's, it's me. I need to change my mindset. Obviously, I need to get disciplined. Like (laughs) that's what I need to do. (laughs) So (laughs) what's your favorite way to attack debt? Like, I mean, you know, I know you, like you said, you mentioned the budget, you mentioned having help and, you know, being able to, which is great, able to move into your in law's house, you know, but some people have like different ways, like whether it's like, different accounts that they put things in or like um, one thing you did mention was that you separated your money where you would pay the bills first then set the set amount over to um, the student loans and then whatever was left is what you kind of had to work with and then some people use things like a snowball effect is the snowball effect the one where you have like the you pay the one credit card like the biggest one or the highest interest rate and then it just keeps like as they drop off. I know there's different different ways that people kind of like, yeah, they're dead.
1: What you're describing is the avalanche
0: method. Avalanche, okay. Um,
1: yeah. I did the snowball method. That's um, what I used.
0: Okay. Okay. And do you mind describing what the difference is between the two? Yeah, of course. So with the snowball method,
1: it's a little, um it keeps you a little bit more motivated. That's the reason why I chose it. So you pretty much order your debts from smallest to greatest and you, <clears throat> you pay extra on the smallest debt mm-hmm. until you've, and then while paying the minimum on all of your other debts. And then once you finish paying off the smallest debt, you roll that into the next smallest or, or like the next debt. Right. and you same same method so that extra money that you were using to pay off the smallest debt has now gone to the next debt while you're still paying off the minimum balance on the rest of your debt mm-hmm. uh so for me since i didn't i didn't have any other debt outside of my student loans mm-hmm. and my student loans were all through one um lender one, Yeah, one lender. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have to like continue to pay the minimum balance. I just ordered my loans from smallest to greatest and would just make extra payments and the and and had it distributed, had like the additional. So, like, let's just say I had to pay like my minimum balance was like 50 bucks, but every month I was doing a hundred dollar payments. So pretty much my student loans would cover the The original fifty and then the Mm -hmm. additional fifty that I that I added to the debt would be I would have it distributed to that smallest debt. So that was getting like that extra fifty dollar payment while the rest of the while the rest was being distributed. Mm -hmm. And so pretty much that's how I attacked it. I just ordered them from least to greatest and then knocked them out one at a time, essentially. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then the avalanche method is just when you take you order your debts from you attack the debt with like the highest in highest amount of interest. Mm-hmm. and then you just knock them out one by one doing that
0: okay all right so okay yeah I, a lot of discipline um I mean, <laughs> a lot of discipline but I mean it's it's I mean they're both great ways to do it I guess you know it's whatever best suits suits you and whatever works for you because sometimes you know that can be hard I mean like I know like for myself I have like I do budget every month, mm-hmm. but I don't think I bu- I'm terrible at math, so I don't think I budget very well. I what I do is like I tend to estimate like if a bill is 45, I put 60 or 55 or 60 because because in my head I'm like I'm giving myself cushion because I know I'm going to end up spending that money somewhere whether I eat out okay. or groceries or something because what I notice is that I probably don't budget as well as I think I do because I don't necessarily put things like the groceries on there. I don't put when I eat out, but I do put like all of the bills that I owe, you know, and then and, and I kind of go, okay, so I have enough to cover that stuff. But then I'm not thinking all the way like, oh, wait, but what if or we have to eat. So I have to make sure I add that I don't really think of those into the equation. So that that's on me and my bad budgeting skills. Um, <laughs> what's the one piece of advice that you would give to people to get their finances in order?
1: Hmm. My one piece of advice, it's kind of like two part. My first thing would be like, don't feel ashamed. I feel like so many people are so ashamed of like the mistakes that they've made when it comes to money. And so that holds them back from seeking help or doing anything about it because they're like, oh, I've gotten, I've dug myself so deep into this hole. There's no hope. So I'm just going to let it kind of take over me. And like, that's that. Or I'm just going to like ignore it it is what it is right um so my first advice would be to like remove the shame it's fine literally like there are millions of people who have made the same mistakes that you've made whether you think that's true or not Mm -hmm. um no one's born with like perfect money management skills my second the, the second piece of advice i that i have is to make a plan and go after it don't wait until tomorrow or for you know january 1st 2023 like start now and like you'll be so glad that you did even if you're not perfect even if you make mistakes and like you go over budget like who cares like you're just making the effort to start and eventually along the way as you go like you'll get better and you'll figure out what works for you and what doesn't because like the way i budget may not be the way that like works best for you. You know what I mean? Like money is just so personal and it's not one size fits all. So yeah, my second piece would be like, just start today and go through the steps, figure out what works for you. And then before you know it, you know what? Like you'll you'll be at your desired end goal. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, those are great pieces of advice. I need to take really heed to that second one. Um, but yeah, no, those are great pieces of advice. And one thing you mentioned, you talked about like how people don't really talk about money. Right. And I know that is a thing because I mean, even with salaries or with work and, you know, you can talk to your friends about all types of things. You talk your career, you talk, you know, boyfriend, girlfriends, husbands, whatever you talk about, you know, sex, you talk about all types of things, but you don't tend to talk about money you don't it's not like I have a conversation with my girlfriend like girl how much do you make and you know vice versa because it's almost like it's taboo almost like you don't really have those conversations and I remember one time I, I tried because like to have a conversation with someone that I work with because we're almost in the same role just in different departments and I was like so like how much do you get paid and you know she wasn't really trying to share which I get it I mean you know maybe company policy too we're probably not allowed to be talking about that stuff But in my mind, like, I'm like, well, in some ways, not that I'm trying to be nosy, but I want to know, too, because I want to know, are we being paid or compensated fairly? Are we, um, you know, because we're we're not the same race. So, you know, that also plays to me a factor in it. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. being female, being a black woman sometimes can play a a big role in, in what you're paid. And I say that because I even... You know, I notice it amongst my friends too. Like how we're probably not paid as much as maybe some of our counterparts. You know, and but the thing is, if we don't talk about it, and everything is always so hush hush and just taboo, we don't know. So, you know, what? So my my one question is like, what is your philosophy on money? What are your What are your thoughts about that? Especially like with money being so personal and, and in a sense, so taboo.
1: Yeah. Well, I just want to like. Really quick touch on salary transparency in the workplace is Mm -hmm. so important. And being like, how can you advocate for yourself for more money if you don't know what to base what you're asking for on? You know what I mean? And so many people lose out on hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars by, you know, undervaluing themselves and not knowing what they're worth. So I'm I do not care. I will If you ask me what my salary is right now, I will tell you. Like, I don't like I do not care because I'm like, me telling you my salary does not I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna like go to work on Monday or or whatever and like they're gonna be like, oh, you shared your salary, so we're gonna cut it in half. Like it doesn't affect me at all. You know what I mean? So salary transparency in the workplace is so, so important. Yeah. Um, but my philosophy on money is I've always thought that money is just a tool to make my life easier and help others along the way Mm -hmm. that's all i think of money as i don't i don't think of it as anything else i just think it's a way to make life easier and be able to help others when they need it and that's how i'm just forever gonna look at it to be honest
0: okay yeah no and so and that's a great way to look at it um I I look at money as a root of evil. No, I, I kid. I money is <laughs> it can be for some, but I look at money as a means to get things done. I I guess mm-hmm. that's that's my philosophy, but you know, I wish I had more so I can be more generous and and free with it instead of probably paying off the debt, but I probably should should go the other <laughs> way around. Um so who taught you how to be so disciplined, you know, when it comes to money? Like it's one, it's one thing to, you know, like you, when you come out of college, you were like, Oh, this can't be like, I have to get, I have to do something about this where, you know, there are people who like myself come out of college and I'm like, Oh man, I guess I just have to deal with this. And then for the next 20 years, I'm still paying this stuff off, you know, but then there are others who have a totally different mindset and they like yourself kind of go for it and they tackle it. And I'm, I'm so impressed in all these people. and I know if I buckle down, I probably could do it too. But, you know, where did that mindset really like come from? Like, where did you know, is it something you kind of grew up with? Like, were your parents like really great with money? Or? That's a really good question. Um, so my parents
1: are immigrants, Um, they come from like West Africa. So Mm -hmm. money was it, it just felt like we never had enough. Like money was always a big stressor for both of my parents. Mm-hmm. Um And so I just always grew up like not wanting that to be my life. I never wanted to, if, and when I decide to have kids, I never want to be, I never want to say, Oh, well, wait two weeks or no, you can't do cheerleading because I don't have the money to put you in it. Like I just never wanted that for myself. Um But as far as, and I mean, my parents, like, they would talk about, like, it's important to save. But mm. that's, like, as far as it went. Like, it was never, like, okay, how to save or, like, what to do with my money. Like, none of that. It was just, like, you need to save your money. And that was it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my discipline, I mean, I don't know. I never really thought about, like, where that comes from. I'm just the kind of person, like, and maybe it's because I – beat myself up a lot that I don't really notice how disciplined I am. I always think I could be better. Um so I'm not really sure what where, where the discipline comes from. I think I've just always been the kind of person that's like once I set my mind to something, I just do it. And I like for me a big there there are two big things. One I'd say is my father-in-law really helped to keep me motivated and mm-hmm. helped me be able to see like the bigger picture. Um, because he's obviously like way older than me. And he Mm -hmm. was like, look, like, when you're my age, like, this is where you could be. And I'm like, Oh, wow, I never thought that that was even possible to like, do those things. But then another thing, too, was the community that I built online, like just sharing my goals and my journey, really helped to keep me help keep myself like accountable, because I'm like, I'm putting out all my business online. So if I fail at this, it's going to look a little, it's going to look some kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I think like just, I don't know, like, and, and, and people like DMing me and being like, Oh my gosh. Like, thank you for talking about this. I didn't know where to start with my loans, but because of you, like you've helped me do X, Y, Z, or I've started to, like, you know, put extra towards my car note because of like just stuff like that. Hearing that made me feel really good and just kept me motivated
0: to like get to my end goal, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I think one thing that you mentioned that's great is accountability. You know, I think when we have someone that holds us or something that even holds us accountable, then, you know, it pushes us that much more to mm-hmm. really get things done. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, I know I mentioned like that my podcast, starting a podcast was something that I had it was a long-term goal, but I never like thought that I could really do it. And then one day in January, I woke up and I was like, girl, just go ahead and do what you got to do. And I, and I did it. And listening to my very first episode, uh, even compared to now, like, I mean, cause I literally just recorded it straight from my phone, like holding my phone, just talking. But I was like, you know what? It's either now or never. But what to me, where was I going with this? With the accountability. It's like, I know that I enjoy doing it, but I know that every week someone is listening to her, like someone mm-hmm. is looking forward to hearing, you know, whatever the content is going to be, or you know, whatever we, whatever it is that we're discussing, have to say, whatever we're grateful for, anything like that. So I, I think that yes, like you said, in the online community and just having people to hold you accountable just helps to get you going. Maybe I should write more about the financial goal, and that will probably hold me accountable. Seriously, yeah. I, I mean, I know I keep like kind of joking and saying it, but it is the truth. Like, I mean, at one point I did. I mean, I, I um, see, I think i Yeah, I mentioned this on one episode how I was able to like pay off. Like, I have, I don't have any credit cards or anything like that. Like, the only debt that I really have outside of like everyday bills are my student loans, and those are that's the one thing I have been able to tackle. And honestly, if I was probably a little smarter, yeah, not that I'm, I'm not smart, but I could have. Used, you know, like right now, I'm not paying any, any of the student loans. Could I have been paying them? And maybe because it's interest free right now, right? This is probably the mm-hmm. best time for the last two years. I haven't paid it. I could have probably knocked out a good portion of that debt, but instead I was doing other things. Um, and so that's what I mean. Like just maybe if someone held me accountable, maybe if I held myself accountable, even though it's hard sometimes to hold yourself accountable, but I think just. Maybe even just putting it out there and then someone is like, hey, so what's going on with you? You you paid that yet? And I'm like, crap, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to focus and and get back on track. So yeah, no, that that is really good. So I know that you recently did a podcast episode on your podcast where you talked about not saying goodbye, but saying see you later because you kind of, you know, you, you have reached your journey. Your journey initially started out talking about the debt that you had and and this journey that you went through to get it down to zero and like you said you cleared it out seven months ago you you've done it so what ultimately made you like come to that decision
1: yeah so it's so funny because now I'm thinking I'm like oh man like the other day I was looking at my podcast stats and I had like over like 400 listeners and I was like holy crap I'm like that's a lot of people. I'm like, I don't know if I can take like a month long break. I'm like, I don't know. So I'm actually debating if I, if I should come back or not. But what made me decide to make the decision to kind of like take a break was the fact that I had reached my journey mm-hmm. and it was kind of getting difficult for me to come up with episodes. And I felt like I was just kind of, they were kind of like half baked episodes. And mm-hmm. I just feel like people deserve more. Like if you're going to spend 30 minutes listening to something, I want to be able to like give you my all. Yeah. And while I'm very proud of my my journey, I'm like, okay, I can't keep talking about myself. Like I'm more interested in like other people's stories. Um so I was I've just been trying to figure out a way to kind of like restructure the podcast to make it less about me and more about others because for me the podcast what's really cool is I started it when I was 20 I was 24 mm-hmm. and now I'm 28. And so it's cool to see, like, go back and listen to episodes of me talking about, like, getting, like, my first job, a big girl job, and, like, all Mm -hmm. of these different things. Yeah. So I want to be that for for other people. Like, five years from now, I want people to go back to their episode and be like, oh, my gosh, look at how far I've come in five Mm -hmm. years.
0: So that's what I'm trying to figure out now. Yeah. Have you ever thought of maybe, (laughs) excuse me, having, like, I don't know, this is just me kind of just thinking, and I'm sure you probably have thought of many different things, but maybe having, like, different... Like, I think you interview and have people on your show here and mm-hmm. there, but, you know, like, maybe kind of, like, I don't know, maybe having some, some of your actual audience, like, on the show, or I don't know how that would work. Never mind. I was trying. No, I, no, no.
1: <laughs> I I know where you're going, and, like, I've, I've tried, because I'm when people hear financial podcasts they're like oh I'm not an expert like I don't want to come on and like talk and I'm like no you don't have to be an expert like I'm just interested in how you think about money your relationship with money or it doesn't even have to be like money related like money tied directly to it it could be about something else and I can find a way to like tie in money yeah to it I'm like I just want to talk to people and just hear about like what their life is like right now and how money plays a part of it in some yeah. way. But yeah, a lot of people are honestly scared to come on a podcast and talk.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I've, I've had I've had my share. As I'm well. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's something that you have actually learned about yourself through this entire process?
1: I'm a lot stronger than I think I am. Like these last four years have not been easy for me. Like going from having like my own place to having to move in with my in-laws and being I've been here for basically two years now and we were only supposed to be here for like a a year Mm -hmm. and now it's looking like we're going to be here for maybe another like six to nine months like that's (laughs) that's just like not easy um quitting a job taking on a new one which was like hell on earth and then trying to get out of that job and spending seven months looking for a new job and just going through interview after interview and getting rejected all that kind of stuff like yeah the last four years have not been easy for me but somehow like I've I've made it to the other side and I spent many a days crying feeling like depressed and just being like I don't even know like what like what am I doing this for like I'm turning down birthdays, trips, and all of these things just to pay off debt. And like, for what? Like, I'm only going to be like 27 or 28 once and I should be having fun. So, you know, I went through some like, I don't know, just tough times. But, you know, I've made it to the other side. I'm here. And so, yeah, I think I may I may cry and complain the whole way through, but I'm going to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: great. I mean, listen, you can... If I had your mindset, then yeah i'd be I'd be smooth, like really good right now, not that I'm bad, but I could be you know better, and I think that you know just for you, knowing that you're you came through so much and that just makes you just you pulled through you came all the time you're still here and you are still standing, even though twenty four twenty five twenty six twenty seven twenty eight those are very fun years, do not get me wrong, <laughs> but um you know, you still have a whole lifetime ahead of you and you can still do all those things that you quote unquote missed, you know, you can yeah. still go hang out and go vacation and go celebrate big because now one thing less that you have to worry about is debt. you know, so mm-hmm. whereas maybe some of your counterparts, that's probably still in the back of their minds, you know, so it might've been tough, you know, but you pulled through and that, and that's amazing. So kudos Thank to you, you, you know um so what's next you know you have you've cleared out your debt i mean you said you're still at your in-laws you might be there for a little bit longer but what's next for you and for you i guess and your husband like do you guys are you like looking into purchasing a home do you plan on traveling the world do you like what what are your next plans yeah so right now we're
1: working towards purchasing our first home. That's like one big goal that we're trying to do. Um, For me personally, the next thing is being able to save up enough money to where hopefully in a couple of years, like I can just take a break and not work and be able to travel because since 2016, I've just been on go mode, like all gas, no breaks. Like I just never really had time to think about like who is Alex what do I want to do like what's next for me in life like do I really want to be doing this like or what could I be doing differently and I just really want the ability to just take a break and not have to constantly be worried or stressed about my finances so Mm -hmm. I think being able to like save up enough money to where I can maybe take like six months off be able to travel um just get some clarity and like figure out like what's next for me I think that would be really good and then just still doing the podcast hopefully I really want to like become part of like a podcast network yeah and actually start like being able to like generate like revenue for my podcast I think that would be really cool so those are just a few things
0: that's awesome I mean those are great goals to have and I think that you know you you're the determined person that you are Mm -hmm. it'll they it'll happen and. Kudos to you guys! Like looking for a home, and that's that's a big step. But I'm sure, like you guys, have probably saved now towards it, and staying at your in-laws, I'm sure that has helped tremendously. I I <laughs> wish I could stay somewhere <laughs> instead of my own house. I wish I could stay somewhere else, somebody else. Um, but and <laughs> are there any like resources or any last-minute tips that you would recommend to anyone who is just starting out on? Your financial journey, or even someone who's like me—you kind of started, but you're not one leg in, one leg out, like so, kind of straddling the fence, or maybe even Mm -hmm. someone who's towards towards the end. Like any motivation, anything.
1: Yeah, I'll have to go back to what I said earlier. Just start today. Like it's okay. Like it won't be perfect. It's okay if you make mistakes. Like just start because you will be so glad you did. Like when in 2020 like when it was announced that like there would be a pause on student loans wow. everyone was like i'm gonna take a break like i'm good like <laughs> yeah these loans are like out of sight out of mind for now <laughs> i had that thought i was like you know what like what if they do get forgiven and like i'm so paying on this like maybe i should wait but then we were like when will interest be zero percent like ever. Like, we don't know. So we took advantage of that. And I'm so glad that we were able to do that. Because now two years later, with everything going on, we're kind of like, okay, we're glad that that's something we don't have to worry about. But if we had never, if I had never started this journey, I would have never, I would never be where I am today. So I would say, just start. Um, Don't be afraid to ask questions. There's a ton of like, personal finance like influencers and Instagram accounts that like people can go follow um and just kind of be inspired and be motivated. That was another thing that I did during my journey was Uh I was constantly listening to like financial podcasts, following people on Instagram, just getting inspired and getting motivated because seeing other people do it let me know that I could do it too. Um, There's a podcast called Brown Ambition that I absolutely love. It's hosted by two black women and they talk about Personal finance, business, like career, everything of the sort. And it's so good. And they kept me really motivated, even though they weren't like directly talking to me, just hearing yeah, um, the different things that they were talking about made me motivated. Um, so yeah, I think that just start today, find all the resources that's out there and ask questions. Like if you know someone who's good with money, ask them. Be like, hey, like. I'm going through X, Y, Z, like what advice do you have? And I'm sure they'd be more than happy to share. So, yeah. Yeah. And then also Mm -hmm. try to increase your income. That's another big deal when you're trying to pay off debt. Find ways to kind of add to your income. So, you know, ask about that raise or if you feel like you're being undervalued and underpaid at work, maybe it's time to go somewhere else and, you know, ask for what you're wanting. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah
0: and okay what was the name of the podcast again brown yeah brown ambition Brown ambitions okay i used to listen to um checks and balances are you familiar with that one there were By two, two guys men? it was two guys <gasps> yes! and then one of them left and it's only one now but um yes, yeah. i used to listen to them and i thought they were i mean they were great they had a lot of great information um they even like Introduced me to some type of like banking app that they use. And I was like, Oh my God. And actually, I started saving money there and until my bank no longer used it. But then I have a girlfriend who I put her onto it and she was like, Girl, thank you so much. Because I was able to save like money that I never even knew that I had to save. And just by oh, wow. using this app, because the app essentially what it does is like it kind of like looks at your like it. It attaches itself to your bank account. It looks at like what you're spending and stuff like that. And what it does, it starts taking little increments of money out that you probably wouldn't even notice. And next thing you know, you look and you actually have money saved away. a One hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars. And you're like, wait, where did I get that from? You know, because I didn't even know like you didn't even notice that they the little small increments that they were taken out that it adds up. Now you can slow it down. You can speed it up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can increase the amounts if you wanted them to get a little bit more. But it actually, I mean, cause yeah, I was able to, to save some money there. I depleted it when when they stopped using my account. <laughs> but I, but you know, overall, I think checks and balances, they did provide good information. So I will definitely check out Brown Ambitions. Do you have any other ones? I know like there's one I listen to right now. I cannot think of the name of oh, the financial... Financial Savvy Podcast, I think is what it's called. Maybe that's what it's called. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not what it's called. Um, I know I used to read a lot of Susie Orman books. Oh yeah. You know, but sometimes I think some some of those philosophies can be a little outdated sometimes or mm-hmm. just maybe not apply to me, you know, because right. maybe their situation is totally different and you know, sometimes it's much easier to much easier said than done like you know it's much easier to be like yeah you you do this and you're looking like how i can't do that like i you know what i mean so but i mean for the most part i think a lot of them are pretty much on point with what you're saying just do it just start now Mm -hmm. and and you know they allow and give so many resources and just tips and things that you probably never even thought about there's also i'm sure you've heard of her the budget nista
1: yeah, she's um the co-host of Brown Ambition. So oh, is she? Oh. <laughs> if you, yeah, if you if you love her, you will love that podcast. I actually had the pleasure of meeting Tiffany at like a conference a few years back. Honestly, the sweetest lady, like she was giving a talk, and then mm-hmm. after the talk, you know, they probably like go off and like, you know, do their own thing, whatever. I kid you not, she was outside talking to everyone. People were coming up, asking her questions. For two hours after her talk was done. She is wow. so, she's so nice. So, yeah. um, If you like her, you'll definitely love that podcast. Okay. So now,
0: now you got me sold. I definitely will check it out. I get her emails every week. I mean, a lot of times I ignore it, um, but um, <laughs> I'm just being transparent. But, <laughs> but um, no, because a lot of it is like, you know what? I guess for me, okay. Let me, let me say this. A lot of times when I see these, these like, Financial podcasts and things like that. It's like you, they want you to spend money on like these workshops to yeah. teach you how to make money. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, I don't have the money to spend on this workshop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying yeah. to get rid of that because I don't have money. But you're telling me in order for me to get the information or the knowledge about the money, I have to spend money to get it. And that some of those, like, I think and she doesn't do it all the time, but there, a lot of the emails that I get are like that, like "oh, just pay for this," and today's a sale on this, and I'm like, "girl, I can't afford that," and I just that's why I delete it, right. you know. But yeah, it's no, it's no, it's no slight to her. It's just um, it's just not in my budget. So no, um, I get that. I'm <laughs> the same way. Yeah. So any parting words that you would like to say to our listeners today, Alex? Um, hmm, if I could leave you guys
1: with any last words like nike just do
0: it (laughs) just do it i like that so tell the listeners um where they can find you you know i know you have your podcast um i believe you have a website i'm gonna be quiet you tell tell the listeners where they can find you (laughs)
1: uh you guys can find me on instagram at financial flex podcast on instagram um same thing of like that's the name of my podcast or you can follow my personal Instagram that's totally fine too um it's that's so Lex um the o is spelt with the zero um yeah just hit me up I'm I'm here if you ever need a piece of encouragement or whatever just hit me up I'm 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 here
0: oh don't worry I will hit you up for some encouragement and some accountability probably because apparently oh yes I have no discipline and no accountability or or nothing I will I'm going to get thank you I'm going to get my life together because of (laughs) you because of you I will just do it I'll start today's what July 1st yes perfect time perfect time to start so I will I will save two dollars or something today and yeah do it Yes. And go from there. What do you think? And I'm sorry, this is totally off. I just thought about this. What do you think of those things where they have like, I used to see them at the beginning of the year, like you can save $2, $2, $5, $5, $8. Like and yeah. it, it keeps increasing per week that by the end you have like X amount. What is it like a thousand, two thousand $2,000, whatever. Like, what do you think about those? Is that something that uh, like a good, a good plan? I mean, I guess it, it is some type of plan. It's saving.
1: Yeah, I think it really just depends on the kind of person you are. Like if you're someone that's like okay, like if you can like stick to that, then like go for it. If you're like, uh, no, like I don't I don't think I'm able to stick to that," then like maybe that's not the best way. Maybe like you were saying like having an app that kind of like slowly takes out money that you don't even notice, like maybe that's like, a good better way for someone to save. Really just depends, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so very much for joining me. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And and you guys, listen to her podcast. She had uh, one recently on gas prices. I know we've talked about that on this um, podcast. So definitely check out (laughs) what she had to say about gas prices because, yeah, bruh, they are ridiculous. And they were going down. I actually just said last week they're going down. And then this week I was like, oh, no, they're going back up. So, (laughs) I can't, I can't call it with the gas. I don't know. I, I need to just walk and bike everywhere or just stay home. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you again, Alex. And we'll be talking to you soon. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. As Sterling K. Brown has said, always have an attitude of gratitude and we are now moving on to the gratefulness. So as always, I have plenty to be grateful for. I am really grateful for the long nap that I was able to take the other day, y'all. It was a two-hour nap. I haven't had a two-hour nap in so long, but it felt so great. And I felt so refreshed when I woke up. So that was very much needed. I'm also grateful for the beautiful weather that we have been having. I've been able to get out and take more walks and take Gigi to the parks. And it's just been really nice today. Not so nice. It's going to rain, but you know, overall we have been having some really nice weather. And then lastly, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so grateful that we have reached 100 followers on IG. Thank y'all keep them coming. And we have had over a thousand total listens, not listeners, but listens, which to me is impressive. I'm very, very happy that our podcast has been played over a thousand times um, by people. So I thank you. Please continue to share, share with your cousin, your auntie, your mom, your grandma, your uncle, your best friend, her best friend, um your hairdresser your nail tech whoever please just continue to share especially if you love what you're hearing uh we really really appreciate it and as always rate and review and yeah i hope you enjoyed today's episode thank you for listening if you liked what you heard please rate review, and subscribe and share with a friend or two or a few. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SheTellsPod. As always, be good to yourself and take care of you.